And it's time now to say good morning to our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. You know, in that case, I will forgive you because I was going to say that's such a cop out. I thought you were going to give us the lyrics to the world in union this morning. No, 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 no. Shoshaloza. I remember it was, it was the song. It's the easy way out, but we'll grant you that given that you were but a 10 year old at the time. Clive, um, Asian markets rallying, and uh, that, that was led by Japanese stocks, uh, which are at their highest peak in eight years. It's quite astonishing, isn't it, the Nikkei, how it's rallied. Um, despite the fact that, like you just mentioned, the dollar actually kind of strengthened a little bit overnight, but still the stocks are relatively looking strong. And the companies I was looking at, Sakina, within that context is the ones that we obviously are used to already on the Japanese Nikkei. So, for example, you look at Toyota Motors, who are doing relatively well. They're up by about a third of a percent at the moment. And if you also look at some of the um, uh, exporting giants, you know, in the, in, the, in the Japanese market as well, they're doing relatively well because obviously the, the weakening of the yen has rallied their market. So what I tried to do was find out what other economists and commentators think about the Japanese Nikkei being at a record high. Um, I could not get anybody to commit to what the reasons are behind it, but... I understood exactly what John Keppard, who is the head of the Institute of Investment at at Nomura, had had to say, because he reckons that with the simple fact that inflation, the deflation issue has been addressed, and we know that they've been doing quantitative easing, that has helped the markets remain liquid, and that's what helped them actually to see the equity rally uh, as good and as positive as they have. Uh, It's a good story, Sakina. It's taken them, though, 28 years for Japan to fight off deflation after their biggest depression yet, and so it is amazing to see them actually do well. So that's what I've read also within the Asian markets do relatively well. They're looking strong this morning. Uh, The MSCI Asia Pacific up by about 7 to 5 basis points. So that's all very good for them, and I'm hoping that this momentum will continue on again. We saw it slightly as well on the JSE yesterday when everything looked green. It looked like it was the beginning of the year again. Um, uh, All these companies doing well. We got some companies doing their reports, and their reports were looking very strong. So that is all good and positive. It still doesn't address the issue of why locally the economy domestically is not doing strong. But Mm. I suppose suppose, uh, if the markets are going to rally, they're going to rally, Sakina. Mm, but the RAND did strengthen, as you've also mentioned, you know, and um, a strong domestic current account deficit uh, data results obviously impacting on that. It did, it did. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I agree with Mohammed. I don't think that the, 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 the deficit decline is something to be really uh, be excited about. We still have serious issues. I think if you look at the numbers and you study them correctly, you'll notice something as well, Sakina, that um, the consumer, if they're under pressure, obviously they're not going to be a lot of things to buy or uh, externally, so they won't be importing much. And the companies that, like the motoring industry, for example, which you always look at to train as much as how many 
uh, vehicles have actually been sold and so forth, uh, because that is obviously a big chunk of the um, uh, of, of our export of our importing. So we, when we look at those particular numbers, and you realise, in actual fact, uh, it's not a significant uh, um, a number. Um, we want to see what's going to happen in the next quarter, and that will give us indication if we're going in the right track. Still, a lot of things to be cut down. Government expenditure. <laughs> I might get into trouble for this because people are demanding salaries that are way beyond inflation. So that's also another concern. So if that continues, and the RAND obviously responded positively to it, but if that continues, Akina, then we might see there was another problem again uh, in the in the third quarter of this of this year. And I'll tell you, one of the things that I tend to keep a keen eye on is the oil mm. price. And uh, see, mm. they slightly increased uh, following revised demand. Um, uh, does this mean that we'll be seeing another petrol price hike soon? Do you know what they, do you know what they say? They say, <laughs> that, that doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good, yeah. It doesn't sound good. We are going to see a petrol increase uh, around about 35 cents, I reckon, uh, in the first uh, uh, two weeks of, uh, of, of July. And and it's very sad because it's nothing to do with us, really, to be honest with you. It has nothing to do with domestics. It's all to do with OPEC and the negotiations that obviously didn't go well for the rest of the uh, uh, countries that rely on oil. So what's happened is that because the demand has come back again slightly, remember, when it was depreciating now, started to appreciate again the petrol price the, the, the oil price has gone up their strengthened slightly and so that's creating a little uh, bit of uh, optimism and so therefore demand has come back again and therefore the prices are starting to increase anybody that had obviously remember we said if you had a shake somewhere you had a cuckoo and you had put it away now is the time to take out that barrel <laughs> if you still have it <laughs> You know, Clive, uh, on that note, I'm going to send you away. Thank you so much. That was our market analyst, Clive Ntozavatu Ravatibela.